course, what everyone neglected was that the Gaul, the Lodge, would have a will of its own. Mel and Lillian, Orkan and Khan Nimdaker, the Revolution and the Nimshifts, we all made the same mistake over and over. We assumed that the Lodge were a passive participant in all that were happening. But that thing, remember a creature born of direction and ceaseless renewal, wouldn't have its own purpose. Our first warning really should have been the day it burst through irreality and brought the Lodge to the tip of tail's end. Whether you've ever done much gardening or planting or farming Belka, but you know how you never really see a sapling appear from the soil. Just one morning, it's there. Well, the lodge appearing will like that. And honest, seeing it, it was hard to convince yourself that it hadn't always been there. And it was huge, colossal. I can't oversell the scale of the thing as broad as Rodella's skull and as high as the Mara. There were some that described it as a palace, but it dwarfed every estate and castle the families had ever built. It were an entire town, empty and vertical, aspiring cluster of this mismatched architecture. And who were there atop it all but fucking Orkin. We all should have been more alert to what this meant. The Nimshifts and everybody bloody else who was arrayed against us, well, they just saw it as a declaration of war that us, the revolution, had a new, I don't know, weapon. And us, well, we were mostly just happy to bluff and bluster and pretend we knew what we had and what it meant and what to do with it. And all that time, it just sat there exuding potential. And well, since Orkin had brought the thing, dragged it back from the cuddle crowd, like like a cat, bringing back a catch. Only imagine that catch were a viper and it was still living and it were snaking around you. I was one of the ones who had to deal with it. And it wasn't as if the rest of the jubilant didn't have problems of their own. No, 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 no. Each of them had some problem or another and there were barely enough time to tend to any of it. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Beck Mihalik. Hi, I'm Beck, and you can find me on Twitter at r underscore Mihalik. Ryan Evans. Hey, I'm Ryan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Ziz. You can find me on Twitter at CSilfGames. Steve Martin. Hello, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And Friend Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn, and you can find me on Twitter at Thryn. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @tdixon, Dixon. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. 
you can find our website at flimsyrituals.com. As always, we're continuing our game of Blades in the Dark by John Harper. And all of the music in this episode is from Satin by Kai Engel. Okay, so today we are picking up from where we left everything last time, with a whole lot of you finding your way back into Embrace from the Cut. I think we saw two things as you escaped from the envoy Lilium. One was that in Oaken's escape, bringing the goal with him, he managed to carry the Winter's Lodge into Embrace itself. It now sits at the very tip of the tail of Rodella, this huge veined piece of architecture. I imagine larger than any other building in the city, probably about equal in scale to the hill at the centre of Embrace, where all of the main temples and governmental buildings sit on. And the other thing we saw, which isn't necessarily something that your characters saw, but something that we saw as players, is that the city has changed in your absence. I'm not sure how long you were gone, but I think we, we established time in the cut works differently to time outside of it, and I think it's been a few weeks since you entered the cut and since you've you've come back, and in that time the political landscape of the city has shifted. And we'll maybe find out more about that as we as we play today and as we continue playing. But the main thing that's happened is that the Nim shifts have have made their move. And Valor Nimshif is acting as the regent of Embrace. I think maybe you pick up on some of this as you make your way across the city. Ezra, Ivar, Nia, Ash. You move from where you came out of the cut on the top of Rodella's skull and work your way through the streets down the length of Rodella's body. You move through Calvary Ward still in the early hours of dawn as workers begin to make their way to the factories. You can, probably for Ezra most of all, you can hear like the familiar sounds of the factories getting warmed up. You can smell the oil drifting off the machines. You then make your way through the kind of ribs of Rodella, probably skirting round Atrium itself, which you find is dotted with patrols of swifts at this time in the morning. You probably see bits of the barricade torn down and pulled to one side, and all of the leaflets and pamphlets that made them up have been left to go sodden in the rain. You continue going past the Jackal's headquarters, that tall compound that sits in between the Hill of Marrow and the new building of Winter's Lodge. You can hear the sounds of people getting ready inside. It seems like whatever this parade is, the jackals were involved too. You maybe see some people warming up, you see people putting on armour, you see people getting carriages ready and similar. I imagine the main road, which runs from Crown's 8 to Marrow's Ward, probably goes past this compound. So the entire front of it is busy with crowds this early in the morning, and you probably have to dodge through some back alleys to get around it. And then you work your way through Hinterward and into Tails End itself. 
into the ramshackle collection of buildings and ruins that the ghosts call home. And you can see all the while as you're walking through the towering building of Winter's Lodge behind them. I think maybe as you walk in, you are met by Trilvo, and you're met by... Who is the other ghost? The one that you made a deputy? Uh, Cyrus? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe Trilvo and Cyrus notice that it's you, Ivar, and come walking over. And I think Trilvo speaks first and is like, do you know what this is? Sort of. You know, uh, this was down in the cut before. It's uh, not meant to be out here. I think Cyrus is like, it feels weird. And like, maybe does like a little shiver and like you see bits of water dripping off them as they do. Do you just keep walking? Is this, do they fall in with you as you walk towards it? I like to think so. I think we all go and walk together. Yeah, there's probably a small crowd that forms as you walk towards this new building. I think, as I said, it's formed like right at the tip of Tail's End. And I think the four of you rush up there with like all of these other ghosts in tow. How, how do we want to frame the scene? Do, where do we find Oaken? Is he on his own? Um, I think it, even if everyone else got there, he would still try and be on his own, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you get a courtyard with like everyone and all of the other revolutionaries and people just sitting down or unpacking or whatever they're doing, just glad to be safe and back here. And is Oaken just somewhere away from that? Yeah, he's probably perched up somewhere being all broody. <laughs> On like a balcony overlooking. Yeah. On the rooftop or something. <laughs> like a gargoyle. Yeah. I think everyone nods at you, Ezra, as you come in. And it's like, you made it? Oh, it, yeah. I've sort of... We'll, we'll be all right. We are, we're not questioning this, then. And they just sort of point at Winter's Lodge. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning it. I'm, this is freaking me out. What the hell's going on? Yeah, that's a very good question. The cut doesn't come out normally well apparently it does now everyone thoughts the thing that was the goal was in some ways straddling both worlds it was in part Rodella and in part Kadroya so I didn't know this would happen but I guess it has a physical form as much as as it does a spiritual one right and maybe everyone like taps on the wall and is like, surprised it's holding together so well, though. Right. Okay. M my question was more about why it's here in, in Tail's End. I mean, that is all very interesting, but it being here is maybe the more pressing concern. And they kind of press their thumb and forefinger into the bridge of their nose and are like, where is Oaken? <laughs> Everyone, like, points up to one of the balconies and is like, you probably want to talk to him. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah. Ash looks up and waves enthusiastically at him. <laughs> hey, Oaken! <Aww>. Hey! 
I'm glad you got out. Orkin, what are you doing up there? Just, just, just observing. Just... You look like a Mardi Gargoyle. Get down here. Yes, Ezra. How does Oaken come down? Does does he drop or does he? Is it like everyone has to wait five minutes while he walks downstairs? (laughs) Superhero landing, superhero landing, superhero landing. No, no, everyone has to wait five minutes while he like cartwheels (laughs) from balcony to balcony. (laughs) Beautiful. Hmm. Do we think it still shifts according to you? Oh, like is it is it wiggling as I move around? Yeah. Does Oaken try to make it do it? I guess. Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Then it stays fairly static. It it acts like a building would. Okay. Um. Yeah, and and you make your way down to this group of people that has gathered below you. I love how loaded the uh, the phrase "it acts like a building would" is. <laughs> There's a lot there, a lot going on. A there. lot to unpack there. You all left me again. What you? You literally ran in the opposite direction from Azokan. Yeah, but you left first. Yeah, but Ivan nearly had to punch me to stop me going back in the cut after you. Really? I'm not thrilled about it. That's some small solace, I guess. Well, you are fucking welcome. What is this? If you say a building, I swear to God. Um, uh, a construction? Fantastic, right, okay. Um, Everyone's looking at you. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't, doesn't matter. I am going to assume you are involved. Somehow. Because it went when you went and it's here now. But do you know what? Don't matter, mate. It don't matter. Question is, what are you gonna do with it? Well, I was kind of hoping it could just stay here, you know? Maybe it could uh, be our new base. Absolutely not. Oh. You know what, Oaken, thank you. That's a nice a nice thought. This is, though, sort of just the equivalent of lighting a bonfire on top of where we are, or setting off some fireworks, or just sending a a letter to every Swift in the city that says, here we are. I, you know, it's... I don't want to say ostentatious, but it's, um... It's pretty visible. Well, well, that's the thing. It's not... You know, it's it's far more... Beautiful and classy than your usual kind of thing, <laughs> so hopefully they won't connect it with you. You know, it's not some scrubby little carousel, so. Right. Um, do, do you reckon Boktif is here? Probably, if everyone's mm. turned up by now, Boktif probably would have. Yeah, I think Boktif was fighting the provinces, but I think it's maybe here, and like, it's probably like. Sometimes you need to be ostentatious, and just like, there's like a little arm stretch. And you just, he's not really involved in the conversation, <laughs> but is just like sizing up the place in the same way you would like if you're being shown around a place by like, you know, an estate agent or something. Uh, finally, someone with taste. Ezra just glares at him. Boktiv shrugs and goes, Well, we're not taking any of the Marrow buildings anytime soon. It's spacey. Right, fine, you have it then. You and six <laughs> lads gonna keep it safe, are you? 
I think at this point, everyone also jumps in. It's like, this is still our home. Oh, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> and like, Boktiv also looks a bit like, okay, yep. And then everyone like looks at Oaken and is like, if that's okay with you, Oaken. Uh, it's not mine. I don't know why you're asking me. I didn't bring it here. Ezra just looks at Oaken intently. Everyone's looking at me, Ezra, please. <laughs> All right. C- can we can we have a minute? <laughs> it's like everyone turn around and cover your ears. This is a <laughs> private conversation. Yeah, ev- 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 everyone eaves nods and is like, come on, let- let's get a thing unpacked. And starts, basically breaks up the gathered crowd. She's going to drag Oakham behind a wall somewhere. <laughs> and then be like, right, you know what? I, I don't want it explaining to me. I don't, it's, I don't know if I can cope with any more new information, but can you leave it here? I don't know. Right. The thing is, it's, this might cause us some trouble in a variety of ways. I really didn't mean to, and nobody's impressed by it, which is something of a downer, because it is quite impressive. Do you know what? I actually am a little bit impressed. I didn't know you could do that. Well, you'd be keeping that quite quiet. Well, I'm a man of many talents. Of course. Yeah, one so far. I've, I've, uh, what, what are we going to do? If you bloody well brought it here, you can move it somewhere else, right? I could try. Move it where, Ivar? It's not, it's not small. Literally anywhere else. You can't just plop it on tail's end like this. We've got enough bloody problems here without... This. Yeah, I hear you. I think it livens up the place. I wonder what would happen if you dropped it on the Nim shifts. Just just saying. Yeah, the thing is, if they live through that, we won't, you know. It would be funny, though. It'd be a lot harder to live through. I mean, it's an entire large building. We are sort of banking on them all being at the same place, same time. I don't know if I can drop it. <laughs> it would it would send it would send a a very loud message. Ezra turns around and moves near and ash next to each other so they can look at them both directly at the same time. It's like, have we recently learned anything about sending loud messages to prominent figures in the city? Are there any recent experiences we could draw upon? Well, I think we've learned something recently about what happens in the city when we run away and hide. Everything changes. We fought an envoy, Ash. Why would you run away and hide? Well, didn't you see out in the streets all that stuff people were saying about the parade and the nymph shifts? Uh, uh, they're, they're, Ash, They're Ash, in charge now. Ash. And we could have done something about that. Ash, one problem at a time. Also, I will remind you, we are not the only maybe or the only Ginnels in this fucking city. And I'm not thrilled about this either, but I'm sure they tried. But they didn't have a giant building. 
Which seems like we, in fact, have the endurance. And and they didn't have Oaken. If we'd found him earlier, maybe maybe that would have changed things. <laughs> Ezra looks furious. <laughs> I agree with that. Right. <laughs> okay. You know what? Fine. You lot sort it out. <laughs> Just walk away to go talk to everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> Oaken, where's Topaz? Who? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to ask again, where is Topaz? Oh, the bat? But they're your pet. Why don't you know where they are? I sent them to bloody save your life. Well, I don't need anyone's help with that. I have to learn some sort of mammal. Well, I'm a mammal, but, you know. You are so fucking full of it, aren't you? I have reason to be. I've done great things. Lots of great things. And what have you done, huh? Mr. Yackle wannabe. Have you helped? Um, Oaken, that's that's not cool. Ivar's <laughs> off. Ivar's walking away. Oh, I was hoping for a bit of a fight. Feel a bit bad now. Yeah, that's that's his dog. Um, maybe we can have a look around and see if we can find her. Maybe she came through came through with the uh, all of this. I'm just pets people have like 20 pets they're very interchangeable beasts of burden not not normal people oaken that's not they're like friends they're you know what friends are <laughs> of course i have i have loads of friends <laughs> ash i think i think we should go look yeah okay Maybe you should as well, Oaken. Somewhere else. I'll, I'll think about it. I want to say that this whole conversation has happened very much within listening distance of everyone else. Oh, no! <laughs> and so from everyone, Ezra just hollers over like, no, you won't. We're going to figure out what to do about this building, Oaken. Uh, God. <laughs> is, is Ezra just, like, getting the facts from everyone? Yeah, I think just trying to check that they're going to be okay here. Yeah. Like, hey, if if we leave this building here and this is where you live, like, are you going to be all right? Do you need anything? Can we send anything? Like, what what can we do to make this less terrible? Yeah, I think there's a degree to which it's like, this place will defend itself. It's more than just a building. Um, and like, that this place has protected them for hundreds of years and it's not going to stop now. Um, I think also, like, if you can overhear bits of that conversation, like, everyone describes that it's probably going to be hard to move, if that makes mm. sense. And probably they lean one of their pens on the wall and are like, I'm sure that everyone in the city is going to be coming here soon. They'll try and take it, I'm sure, or at least see what it is. If the city is, as you said it is, it's going to need everything it has to defend itself. Right, look, we can... 
I'll speak to Ginnells for you, but honestly, first you're going to have to square this up with Tails End because Ivar's not happy, and if Ivar ain't happy, they aren't going to be either. I know it's not your fault, but a bit of goodwill might not go amiss. I know. We will have words. I I know Trilvo from times past, and I know what what she's like. It won't be an easy conversation, but I think between us, we can work something out. And then, like, there's almost a bit of, like, a wince almost as they're like, I'm sorry that I've dropped this on their doorstep. They are as much involved in what happens to the lodge as anyone else now, and if they come for the lodge, I think Tails End's the only thing between us and the rest of the city. We'll protect them, too, as much as we can. Ezra nods at them and kind of slaps them on the shoulder. He's like, that's good enough for me. I'll uh, I'll be back in a bit. We'll we'll sort something out for you. If Boktiv gives you trouble, just fucking deck him, honestly. Keep an eye on him. Uh, everyone nods. Don't tell him I said that. All right, see you later. There is space, though, if you, if you need it. Absolutely not. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everyone was talking about, like, for the jubilant, but, like, yeah. Topaz. <laughs> Topaz, come on. Oh. It, it, is everyone else looking? Is everyone looking for Topaz? I think so, yeah. At least mm. Nia is. Yeah, I think after Nia, definitely. Ivar, I think, is going to speak to Trilvo. Mm. I don't mind which way around you do this. Maybe they kind of feed into one. Like, maybe we see Nia and Ash looking for Topaz. Does does Oaken join in? Or does Oaken do something else? Uh, I don't know. Because Oaken's such a prick and is very comfortable with people not liking him. But mm. I feel really bad that I want Topaz to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, is it one of those things where you see, like... When you get, like, a group of children and you get, like, these are the two young children and here's the teenager who has to kind of, like, look after them or, mm. or like, also spend time with them but is very reluctant about it. So it's, like, ten steps behind all the time. Oh, yeah. I think maybe Oaken is also looking for Topaz but in a more reserved way. Mm. Just mooching along behind. Skulking behind. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think as you shout for Topaz, you hear like a little... Wait, what sound does Topaz make? Is it a bark or is it more like a bat? I think it's more squeaky like a bat. (laughs) Or something, yeah. Okay, you hear that. Like maybe you've searched through like the courtyard of Winter's Lodge and you maybe like go down into Tail's End itself and you hear that noise and... I imagine you go chasing after it, Nia and Ash. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I think you turn a corner, like to. Is there a sort of like main bit in Tails End? Is it a place where like all of the houses look over? Maybe. Yeah, I assume like perhaps like a communal area, maybe even where like the school might have been. Maybe there's like a building that is like Trilvo's building, and she has like a balcony just like overlooking everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's that's where the little bark shriek comes from. You you kind of run into the square and you look up and you see on the balcony you can see Trilvo and she is talking to Rian, who has 
like her her legs up just sat on a chair with like her legs on the table and Chilvo is like was sat with Rian and I think as you kind of round this corner you see that Ivar has like entered that balcony to talk to Chilvo and and Topaz has le- leapt up and has done like a little flap over to Ivar. Can Topaz knock you down or like physically interact with you? I think so. I think that Ivar would always put effort into being able to physically interact with mm. Topaz. Yeah, Topaz full on like body checks you. Do you know like when a big dog just puts their paws yes. onto your shoulders? It's that. Does Ivar fall down or does he manage to stay up? No, I think he lets lets um, Topaz push him over. <laughs> just lands on top of you, little bat tongue like licking your face. Having a little fuss. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think the rest of you just kind of watch from the kind of courtyard below. You made it then, Ivar? Well, you know, I couldn't let you have all the fun, right? Can't believe you. You left Topaz on her own, wandering the cut. <sighs> well, she was meant to be helping that bloody idiot up in his castle over there. I think I should take her back. Oh, Rian, we ain't having this conversation again. She's my bloody dog. <laughs> and she just gives like a big grin. Well, I will be asking for visitation. Now I know you're both still alive. Well, around. You're still around. Coming to move in here, are you? She she looks around. You know me, I never settle down one place for too long, but if you got an inn or something, maybe I'll... Stay around for a couple of nights. I think you might need my help defending this place. You should come see the carousel. It's really cool. <laughs> come see our secret hideout. <laughs> Ash just hollering across a courtyard up to a balcony. Come to our secret hideout. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought this was um, just literally as soon as we found uh, uh, Pass. My bad. Oh, no, no, no. You could, You can be upstairs. So this this is just the session of Ash interrupting everybody. Um, uh... <laughs> this is good. I think Ivar turns to Ash and just goes, the very first carousel in all of Embrace, right? The very special one that only a few people get to ride on. Yeah. Only really a few people Seriously. get to ride on. <laughs> Distant sound of Ezra screaming. <laughs> She's 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 your sister. We got like we're not gonna keep her out of the secret. Only hideout, right? a few people get to ride on. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I think there's 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 multiple seats on the carousel. Yeah, they haven't all been dressed. Only a few people <laughs> get to ride on. I I could move some of I could move some of the fabric. Ivar, illuminate me here. What the bloody hell's a carousel? It's our secret hideout. Oh, something with bloody mechanical fish on it. It's, it's, you know... You're not getting me on one of those. No, no. Like what was in the papers a couple of years back. <laughs> she looks a bit queasy. It's like bloody mechanical seasickness. Who wouldn't like it? I'll leave you all to your newfangled machines. Your whirly gigs and all of that. Ash... Nia, do you mind what? giving me a minute with the uh, Trilvo? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. 
I'll say, we should probably go tell Oaken that Topaz is okay. He was so worried. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- that was very nice, the very distant sound of Beckloff. <laughs> <laughs> canonically laughing. Yeah, yeah. Oaken is just stood in like an alley in the shadows. <laughs> do, do you want um, Rianne around for this? Yeah, Rianne can stay. Okay, cool. Look, I don't think this this lodge is going anywhere. I think we've got some work to do. I feel like I've let everyone down. You know, I I was meant to keep. Tails in safe, and now I've put the big target on his back. Well, Tails End itself has always been a target. We knew the lanterns would come one day or other, and if it happens now, it happens now. Yeah, but not like this. I mean, the lanterns come in, yeah, but they bring the bloody swifts with them, they'll bring their whole lot. Well, we've got a castle now, you know. Didn't have a castle before. Yeah, but Trilvor, you know, the people here, they're not here to fight. They just want to live. How are we going to get this slot turned into a bloody militia? Trilvor just sighs and I, I honestly don't know. I don't like the situation any more than you, but it's the end we've been dealt. Now we can't decide for anyone else here. If needs be, we can... Disappear ourselves, go go hide out in the cut and turn out somewhere else. But I think if I ask them, most of the people here will, will want to try and defend the community they've built. You know that as well as I do. I just wish I didn't have to give them the choice. I wish it had been easier. Did you lug that thing here yourself? All thousands of tons of stone and all of that. No, but we lugged the bloody idiot that did. Stop holding yourself responsible. It is what it is. Well, Rian, I definitely feel I could use a hand the next couple of days if you're offering. Rian nods. I'm sure you could show a few people which end the spirit rifle need to point at people. If there's a fight happening, I'll gladly be here. Can't let you die twice. Be irresponsible. When did you get so protective, little sis, eh? Since you got yourself killed. Obviously can't protect yourself. Oh, is that right? It didn't turn out too bad. I managed to have a second go. Mao always said you were the reckless one. Always got yourself into bother that you couldn't get yourself out of. Well... Welcome to the mess I've gotten myself into this time. It's all right, though. You got my brain. You got my gun. Whatever skills you can bring to it, too, that would help. But, you know, you got me, so we'll, we'll be fine. I I know we will. I think uh, Ivar puts a hand on Rian's shoulder and does a little squeeze. Okay. Rian gives you a nod. <laughs> And, like, stands up, puts her hat on, and it's like, okay, if we've got nothing else to sort out here and now, I'll do some scoping out of the place. Get a 
get a sense of the lay of the land. Seems you two have got some more catching up to do. And, like, excuses herself from the balcony. I don't know whether there's necessarily a lot more seen with Trilvo and Ivar, unless you think there's something. No, I think it might just be logistical chat. Nothing that needs to happen on screen, I don't think, anyway. Very Deadwood. Right, okay, let's get the fancy peaches out and let's have a town meeting. Yes. Work out what we're going to do. Ring yeah. the bell. <laughs> okay. So, I guess before we leave Winter's Lodge, we should maybe have a scene with Oaken, maybe, to work out how he is reacting okay. to all this. I don't know whether this is something we're ever on, or Oaken on himself, or anyone else that's here. But it'd be nice to see how Oaken comes to terms with some of this, maybe. Uh, I don't think Everon is the right person to work things through with. I think it'd usually be Ezra, but obviously they are busy at the moment. They don't have time for this bullshit. <laughs> I mean, has that ever stopped Oaken before? <laughs> True. <laughs> but... I'm not, I'm not sure Ezra would take like Ezra. I need to talk about my feelings very well. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe this could be like just a quick solo view of what Oaken's up to. Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you think Oaken is? I think he's gone back into the lodge and is trying to like just think through mm. things, brood a little, be alone for a while. Yeah. I feel like the immediate rooms you you walk into are very busy with people. Do you just keep going until you find somewhere quiet? Yeah, I feel like maybe, you know, a doorway opens up to somewhere a bit quieter and closes again after he's gone through. Was this a doorway that existed before? No. Hmm. I think the thing you notice as you... I don't know if it's intentional that you will this doorway into being or it just kind of forms, is there's more effort put into reshaping itself. Like, forming a doorway here means that a doorway doesn't exist somewhere else. Or, like, if it was new stonework, like, maybe some stonework somewhere else would crumble. Ooh. For you, like, forming this doorway, like, maybe another doorway just, like, cracks and rots and, and disappears. I think in the cut, the Winter's Lodge was free to kind of create itself as it wanted, whereas here it is both tired, I guess is the best word, for having breached into here, and also like the, there's more restrictions on its physical form. Mm, that's interesting. And it's not a lot of strain to do this, like it's just the door, but like you, you definitely sense there is some strain in re reshaping itself here. Hmm. Where does he end up? Like, what sort of room does he end up in? Maybe, like... <laughs> I was just thinking, he's probably still covered in gore mm. from chewing the envoy. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, I forgot about that. So maybe he's taken a bath. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I imagine it's a very nice bathroom, like, tiled, and maybe it's, like, a Roman bath-style thing. Yeah. But a little bit faded at the same time, but very, very grand. And the water is already hot as you as you enter the room. I think he's also going to take off the mask that Ezra mm. gave him and wash that. Yeah. Gently. 
Aww. Like, to the point where he's very used to people not liking him. But in his head, it's because they're all jealous of him. And he's like, but I have asked acting like that, but he, he doesn't seem jealous of me at all. What's going on? It's almost like he just doesn't like me. <laughs> Uh, so we just get like a scene of Oaken in the bath trying to work out how interpersonal relationships work. Yes, just looking at this gift that Ezra gave him, trying to work out people. Does Oaken recognise it as a gift? Oh, that's a good question. Because he must have been given lots of fancy trinkets and things through his years, right? Does he recognise it as like how we would a gift? Like it's something personal that someone has chosen to give you? Rather than like, oh, it's a social function to give gifts before a ball or whatever. Yeah, I think especially in this very opulent surrounding, there's an obvious difference between the other things he's been given and this. Mm. That's not just in like the quality. A rustic charm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's nice. I think it's nice to be having those realisations, right? Yeah, I think he's at a point where this kind of detachment in terms of relationships and in terms of him not knowing about the city and the world as it is used to be empowering for him because it felt like he was above mm. it all. But now it's becoming less and less empowering. Yeah. Has Oaken heard the news that the name shifts are apparently in control of the city. I think that's another thing. It's like, huh? Ash is talking about those Nim Shifts mm. a lot. I'm a Nim Shift. They can't be that bad, right? Okay. If there's, is there anything else you want to do here? Because I've got like an interruption, but I don't want to do it until you think Oaken's done their piece. No, I don't. I don't think he needs too much. I just think he's been such an asshole. I want to do a, be a bit like he's he's not totally malicious. Is just just an asshole. Yeah. I think at some point, towards the end of your bath, you feel like a slight strain from the goal again. And from in front of you, I think a pair of doors have come into existence. They are, I think, painted green and covered in a sort of like wrought iron, sort of swirling pattern all over it. And yeah, they've just appeared in front of you. Hmm. Well, I don't think I made that. You definitely get the sense that you think that the goal has chosen to make that. And you get the sense that it wants you to go through. Like, it's trying to show you something. Oh, take a look. You step outside and... I guess all of the snow is forever falling towards you. But like... When you step through these doors, you are in, like, an outside courtyard. One of those courtyards that is at, like, the centre of a castle or an estate. So it's walled on all sides, and then there's a garden in the middle. And the garden is covered in a thick layer of this snow. And I think it's real snow rather than this static. But the static is still here as well. And there are alcoves all the way around, but in the centre is, is a garden space that... It's thick with snow, but you can see small flower buds poking out from beneath the surface. You can see 
I think like snowdrops and some yellow flowers and some ones that are slightly pink. And this garden seems to raise to a mound in the middle. And that middle mound is in a strange circle shape, completely clear of snow. And it almost seems to rise as you walk through these doors, like the mound seems to like be shaping itself. How does Oaken react? I mean, what's surprising anymore? Does he go to the mound? Oh, yeah. I don't feel like it's threatening at all. Yeah. Like, I, there's definitely, like, a sense of this not being threatening to you. It's just this This is the goal trying to communicate. Yeah, which, good. I think when you get to the mound, you notice that there is a shovel sunk into into the dirt. And there is a small hole dug into the mound. I think it wants me to start digging. <laughs> yeah. And I think the sense you get is that it wants you to start digging and, like, bury it here. Oh. Okay. That is, yeah, a good idea. I think from it, like, you're getting a sense of, like, it's okay, I will be safe here, I can, you know, you can lay down this burden. But I'm interested as to whether, like, Oaken does that, because it's not, Entirely sure whether you'd be able to pick that burden back up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, does this sever the connection? Hmm. But do I even want the connection? Yeah, th- there's a lot there. Like, do you want the connection? Does it sever it? Like, is this it acting in a sincere way? Like, is it it going like, lay me down, you should do this, this is what I want? Or is it, I can help you, you don't have to just carry me all the time? If there's one thing Oaken can do, it's follow an order. Does Oaken bury this? Yeah. I mean, for him as well, so far that power has brought him what? I think he's he's definitely taken it for granted mm-hmm. the whole way through, and probably still now. Yeah. I guess we close on the sound of the shovel hitting the cold dirt as Oaken starts to dig. Should we go over to Ezra? You said you were leaving the Winter's Lodge. Uh, yes, it's suddenly becoming quite urgent that I debrief with the Ginnels, I think. Mm. Yeah, maybe like this is the next bit of like, it'd be good to see where people go back to. I know we've got some unresolved business with Nia and Ash as well to deal with. Mm. What? There's nothing going on. You haven't foreshadowed anything. That's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Okay, so where does Ezra go? In my mind, the first place they would go is back to Amris, because obviously Amris hasn't seen them in weeks, and the last thing she saw was them going off to explode a factory. (laughs) So I can see that that might cause us some concerns. Um, but we we talked a little bit about this before the episode of the possibility of just Nilkart is there, yeah, which is convenient for this scene. But also, like, I can see Amris just being like, "Well, fine, if you've sent my kid into the cut, you could do babysitting." I also just like the idea of Nilkart being there, like Amris. I'm already here. I'm already helping out. I volunteered to do this. You don't have to keep asking me. <laughs> I'm literally doing this right now. You call that babysitting? 
So yeah, I would like to combine those into into one scene for the sake of convenience and because it's funny. Yeah, um, I think you enter Amaris's flat and you probably get Amaris like looking up at you and rushing over and be like, "Where have you been? What have you been doing? You 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 can't go off like, for licking the thumb to rub smears off their face." <laughs> three whole weeks, three whole weeks, and you didn't send word. How would I have sent word, ma'am? I was supposed to be hiding. Whenever I went into hiding, I always made sure my business was wrapped up. I... I remember you disappearing for two months when I was a bear. Don't give me that. Mm. You liar. I'm fine, thanks, by the way. And yeah, I think Nilcat is in the background, kind of chuckling to himself, uh, probably with um, Panna and Kiva in, in amongst Nilcat's many arms, just kind of carrying them and doing some cleaning with like a dust rag and trying to keep them occupied. <laughs> Ezra just leans around Amaris and is like, what? what are you doing here? I mean, I. Hello. I couldn't leave you alone while you're off shirking your duties, could I? Are you doing the dusting? What do you mean shirking my duties? You sent me down there. <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. He laughs and is like, well... Amos wouldn't let me hear the end of it, so here I am, I guess. <laughs> oh, suits you. You look good. You missed a bit. He throws the duster into your face. <laughs> right then, I'm off. Wait, no, hang on. I need to. I need. To, we need. We need to talk. <laughs> um, so you you keep dusting. It's fine. I, I think as you're doing that, like removing the duster. Uh, from your face he's like walked across the room very quickly and just like the moment you pull the duster from your face is like embraced you in a big hug oh yeah the quadruple arm hug mm. you're right then i think ezra just slumps a little bit <laughs> it's been a really long several weeks apparently yeah no i'm 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 fine sort of i'm i'm risk can we use your room for a minute for to chat to to chat, to talk. <laughs> no, I think Emrys laughs and is like, first that arrogant twig oaken wannabe, and now now no cat. Oh, Mam, it is not like it is no. Game through him. God, back in my day, we <laughs> we had faith to the people we were with. You have never had faith <laughs> to the people you were with, don't you, Lysery? Ezra, clean out your tongue in front of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, they don't need to be airing it. Come on. And like, there's like a mock, like covering, like Kiva's ears. At least you managed to blow up that factory before you disappeared. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolute nightmare. You did half your work. Rude. <laughs> don't know why I bother. I think Ezra gives her a big hug, though. Yeah. Uh, she gives you a big hug back. We had the Swifts around here knocking for you. God, I'm sorry. No. It wasn't Kefter either. They got some new ones as well. The none of them are the local boys. They're going outside neighbourhood. Seems like it. That's not good. Swapped them all round, and some mean ones. These ones. Ezra frowns, but then like looks at Panna and Kiva and makes a like, let's cut this conversation off motion and makes a funny face at them. He's like, "Well, looks like you lot are all right. So now to worry about, is it?" They come charging towards you like, Ezra! Ah! <laughs> Ezra like, throws yeah. them both at the ceiling. <laughs> Why don't you throw us as high as Uncle Nilcat? Because he's got twice as many arms. He's got a natural advantage. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Can't you do us both at the same time? Look, I... Right, fine. 
fine, here we go. And then it's like throws them both at the same time and they just like fall fully on them, I think, and everyone falls down. <laughs> this, this is what happens. You asked for this. Yay, again, again. They just do a little wrestle with the kids for a yeah. while, I think, until it seems like they've probably forgotten about the swift conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then I imagine we, we get you and Nocat alone. Just awkwardly standing, not sitting on any furniture. <laughs> Is this in, like, Ambrose's bedroom? I think it's, like, the only private room in the mm. flat. Yeah. The only place to talk without the twins. And also Amris. What is Amrus's house like? So, like, I like to imagine a lot of the um, houses in Calvary, a lot of the old ones were built into the bone. So, like, mm. the rooms were probably a bit like a rabbit warren. Like, you just go down a natural tunnel until there's a pocket. So I think, like, even the new build houses are probably styled that way. It's just, like, little pods in weird configurations mm. wherever there was space for them. Yeah. So I think Amrissa's flat is, like, one circular-ish main room and then there's like little nooks in the wall where like the twins sleep with a curtain pulled across and like one where Ezra used to sleep and then like Amrys has a little room up some stairs. Yeah all I can imagine is it's like fairly chintzily decorated. Yeah. Like lots of stuff lots of like lots of embroidery and thick carpets and blankets that Amrys has made and stuff like that. Bone carvings of dogs in funny poses and things. Yeah. Half of it is like stuff that Ezra has made over the years that Amrys will never throw away. Yeah, except like Amrys only keeps non-functioning machines that Ezra has made. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've spoken about like Amrys has looked after quite a lot of kids over the years. So there's probably like just bits of almost like fragments and memories of like the different people that have stayed here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, let's save the obvious to later. <laughs> How is everyone? I think without preamble, it was just like, you remember when we cleaned out that warehouse from the gunsmiths, which they are obviously still a bit sore about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do we put them? What's happening? This about tail's end. Yeah. We we are going to need them. And by need them, I mean like all of them and sort of now. I think Nilcat has like started pacing around the room a little bit. They're spread a bit thin, honestly. Right. All right. We've got, we've got some, but <sighs> how much do you know of what's been going on? Oh, I mean, I picked up some pamphlets on the way over. I got the basic gist of it. The good news is we found everyone. Uh, Boktiv's fine, unfortunately. Um, Orkin got him back. We did, we did bring the build in with us. Yeah, I fucking saw that. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, I want to say it's not my fault, but I feel like ultimately sort of everything is. Is that the lodge? Yeah, that's Winter's Lodge. Oh, fuck. Us in us. The whole, whole fucking building. I heard rumours. I didn't I didn't expect it to be so fucking big. It's massive, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's, that's here now. Uh, it's safe though, right? I mean, you've seen Tales End, they're not it's a town, you know, it's they're not an army. Ivar and Rena are probably doing their best, but oh they could use a couple extra hands, and by a couple I mean literally as many as we have. I think Nilka is very obviously just 
in his thinking things through mode of trying to like piece everything together. Good news. Uh-huh. Go on. Is that everyone says we can use it if we need to, which I hear meeting's not gone down yet on account of not having a place. We keep trying. Can I offer you a castle? Might have to do we and like no cat nods, it's like that's what I'm trying to think through. Keep trying, but streets are full of those fucking syndics and Oscars and, and the Swifts. Nimshifts have got them riled up and... Remember when they'd pay us for rat's tails? No, I. It's like that. They're, they're trying to round us up, trying to keep us down. We're the rats. In case you didn't get my... My meaning there. No, it was a... It was a very subtle metaphor, Nils, yeah. And it was... Hmm. I got it. We've been trying to meet up, but every time it just gets fucking cracked down. Maybe it makes sense to just defend one place. I tell you what, Nils, I think they're going to have their hands full for the next couple of days, so... Hmm. Could be a a blessing in disguise. I know it's not. No, I hear myself, you know. (laughs) As I said it, I thought about it, and it's... Yeah, I am sorry about everything... At the very least, it's a fucking symbol, isn't it? We needed one of those since Atrium went kaput. Oh, I thought that were your job now. What, a symbol? Ezra just, like, throws a pillow at him from Amos's bed. Yeah, you never come on proper jobs anymore, just standing round being pretty fierce of revolution. <laughs> I'm down fighting envoys and you're up here standing round. Fought an envoy, by the way. Well, well fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't win. I can see. Yeah. Well, I've been not been fighting envoys, but like shows you a bruise on his cheek, and it's like, but those fucking syndics can't get free of them. All of them just licking the boots of those nimshift autocrats. Yeah. We ain't got the momentum at the minute, but we'll get there. Maybe this will be the thing that changes it. I think Ezra just like. Cracks open the window in Amrys' room and goes to stand next to it to smoke, but with a very, like, don't you dare tell Amrys at this look at Nilcat. <laughs> we'll sort it out. Always do. I think Nilcat comes to stand next to you and it's like, we will. How's Ash holding up? Oh, he seems all right. Yeah, you know, he loves being down and cut. One big joke for him. <laughs> There's like a look of alarm in his eyes. It's like, you, you you don't know about his mam, do you? What about his mam? So, Ash. Stop. <laughs> when do you go back home? Um, As soon as everyone starts going their separate ways, uh, after playing with Topaz for a bit, I think Ash just kind of um, realises that there's not much to do and just sort of waves to everyone and starts heading back off through the city. What time do you reckon it is when you... Is it still, like, morning? Because I imagine it was quite early, wasn't it, when we got when you got back? Probably. Um, I was wondering actually, what's what's near up to at this point? Because I was because like seeing as we're both going way back across the city, um, I think Ash might sort of suggest that they walk over together. Yeah, I think I think Nia's gonna go and see their parents. Mm. Maybe not go and say hello, but at least go. And spy on them to make sure that they're still alive and fine. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah, I imagine it's still probably pretty busy in the city with the parade and everything. It's maybe made its way through the streets past the jackal compound. It's probably heading towards the hill of Marrow. And the streets are fairly busy. And it probably means that for Nia, you probably have to almost walk to Atrium and then up along the canals back to your parents rather than being able to just cut straight across because all the roads are blocked. So, um, I saw, well, I mean, I kind of saw what you did down there with the the walls. I did, there was explosions and stuff happening. I couldn't really tell what was going on, but what, what was, what was that? That was you, right? I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know how it worked so well, but yeah, I guess... Yeah, but you stopped it. You stopped an envoy. I mean, only, like, little pieces of it. You blew up the rest of it. I don't know what Oaken did. I assume Oaken did something. Pro- probably, yeah. Um, but, like, I think I think you might be understating what, what you did. That's, like, normally you need jackals to fight those things, right? Or shepherds, but you you figured that out. That's kind of incredible. I mean, I guess it's kind of like working with Thread, which I've done since I was tiny. So maybe that helps? I don't know. Maybe. But, like, aren't you excited to find out what else you can do? What if I can't do it again? What if I need to do it again and it doesn't work? Okay, but but what if it does? I mean, it worked once. Sometimes I can feel how someone's feeling, and sometimes there's just nothing. I can't... There's nothing there. And if that doesn't always work, and that's not even useful with... I don't know. What? Do you remember when we were up on that tower with Crick? What a great uh, date that was. I mean... My my favorite dates when (laughs) you show up demanding a fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I had fun, but yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, the, the point I was trying to make was you convinced you convinced him to to help, right? And you did that because of what you can do. So you can't say that that's, that's useless, right? Ash, he did use us as a front so that he could steal while we were making all the noise. Well, you know, they're an asshole. I think you need to, you need to maybe recognize that what you can do is pretty incredible. And um, just try and get better at it. If it's not perfect, do it better. You know? Thanks, Ash. That's cool. Anyway, um, are you going to come and meet, meet, meet my folks? I don't think you've met them yet. Um, is there, like, some means of, like, showering or bathing or anything like that there? Probably, yeah. Then yes. And then after, after you can introduce me to yours. No. No? No. But how about Um, the next best thing? We go and sit on a roof across from their house and see if they're okay. So you're like, it's kind of like being introduced to them, but without ever speaking to them ever. Um, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, um, you're going to love my folks. They're, they're, they're great. Um, my mom does really good tea. Like, honestly, she makes tea the best in the city. 
don't don't tell us you're that. But um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Come on. That's that. <laughs> a cup of tea sounds amazing. <laughs> so that sounds like a cut straight to Ash entering his house. I think the moment you walk in, I imagine you're you're kind of going in through the shop. Yeah, yeah. Is there's a very different feel to to the space. I think maybe you picked up on this as you entered Atrium itself, as you're walking along the tumble chute, because you probably catch a few few stray looks, people looking at you and looking concerned, and maybe you almost subconsciously start to speed up. And as you enter the shop, it does its usual like little ring, but it's very obvious as soon as you walk in that things are wrong. And I don't think the shop is closed. I think it's still here and still working, but half of the stuff isn't on the shelves. Half the shelves are empty, there's bits of dust, it's not kept as well as it usually is. Who normally managed the shop? Uh, it's it's Mariana and Dalton. And Mariana's the one that got arrested, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Dalton is just sat in a chair behind the counter dad Ash just sort of runs over ash and he jumps up and like rushes over to to hug you where where have you been are you okay like brushes back the hair hey um yeah uh, it's a really long story like um so we were down the cut and there was there was like an envoy wait wait, two Um, seconds i i I need to tell you something what's what's wrong I think he takes both your arms in like his hands, so he's like looking straight at you. I don't even think he's really noticed that Nia is here. That's okay. Uh, Nia's just kind of standing awkwardly in the doorway, watching a family scene. What is Dalton's humanity, or like what what does Dalton look like? I'm just trying to remember. I was going to describe that he he's gone like grey faced, but he might already be that if he's got like the same marble skin. No, he's he's um very large, um with sort of uh, scales, uh like leathery plates mm. on his head and going down his back and down the outside of his, uh, his his arms and shoulders. Okay, I think the thing you notice as he grabs like your arms on either side and like looks at you, like there's one degree of like you you know that this is bad, you know you always sense these things, and I think you notice about his appearance, he's normally fairly well kept and he's not at the minute i think the thing you probably notice from his face is he probably has to do a lot of like cleaning of the scales for like when dry bits or dead bits kind of peel off yeah and he's not been doing that he's not been keeping that up there's just like flakes of dead scale like on his face it's about your mum what what no what is she she's okay she's fine the Swifts came. She's she's been arrested. What? Why? What did she do? She didn't do anything. It was my fault. I I got too heated, and you and she she tried to defend me, and it was all my fault. I should no, have. No, 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 no. That's 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 not what happened. She got in a fight with them, didn't she? They came looking for me. Nia in the background, like, oh, Dalton is totally lying. This is this is my fault. They came looking for me, didn't they? 
It's not your fault. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's I, not your fault. She was I, just I, trying I, to protect you. Do not think that this is your fault. I, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you the other day, and then Galena showed up. But I. Galena. I mean, no. I mean, she. It's th this isn't anything to do with her. I, I don't unless it is. Oh, oh, it could be. Though. What does Galena have to do with this? Oh, it's a really long story. Um, Ash, I mean. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, Nia. This is Nia. This is my dad, Dalton. Um, Dalton. Dalton. This is this is Nia, a friend of mine. Nia, nice to meet you. But I'm sorry, I, I need to talk to Ash here. Yeah, Nia. Maybe you should go and check on your folks. Yeah, I can. I can do that. Um, sorry, but Ash. I don't think we can say it's for sure not because of Galena. Good luck. Uh, where's, where's Avery? He's out back. I'll, I'll go and fetch him. Your sisters have been around a bit more as well. I'll, I'll get Aelin and Mara and I'll put the kettle on. We should talk about this, all of us. Yeah, yeah, we really should. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, Neo. It was a pleasure to meet you. Hopefully next time is under better circumstances. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's nice to meet um, you as well. And Ash, you know we're here to help. Yeah, sure. And then Nia will go and see how their parents are doing when we get there. Yeah, no, I think I think this is a good place to cut. I don't think we need to go into the detail of what this family meeting looks like, if that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's basically just Ash coming completely clean about everything. Yeah. Trying to set your aunt on fire. Mm. Your aunt <laughs> trying to create a new remnant. <laughs> just that stuff. Just normal family drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. classic family trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Nia, you're going to... Did you say spy on your parents? Like, like watch from afar. I guess, I guess, showering and getting into new clothes. This is probably the longest Nia has gone without a. Well, I guess it's kind of a costume change. <laughs> I think in their whole life, but gonna put that off a bit further, and just make sure now. Now they're worried. Like, there's no reason why they would be in the same kind of problem because they're you know, upper middle class. They're not going to start an actual fight. They probably would throw Nia under the bus before anything else, but maybe they didn't. Yeah. Maybe there's a problem. And so I think at this point, Nia's not going to be as careful. Yeah. I'll say just going home then? Yeah. Okay. And probably not paying as much attention. Okay. Do you just go straight through the front door? Yeah. Where do you go when you go in? Try and find parents. Okay. Sh showers and clothes be damned. I think you find them both in... Imagine there's like a living room that's kind of big and grand and has probably exactly three fancy armchairs and it has bookcases for reading and maybe like a piano in one corner. This is... It's sort of the private space 
I imagine, where the three of you would sit in an evening. And I think you walk in and your parents... Remind me their names again. Cherub is the psychoanalyst person uh, and does most of the housework. And Zedek is the fashion journalist with the annual almanac things. And Durgin is Zedek's protege. So that's the family setup. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think you walk into this, this like seating space that has the three armchairs and you see... I think you see Cherub sat in one armchair and Ser sat with some embroidery in Ser lap, but Ser not doing it. I think Say just look very anxious, as if they're waiting for something, and it's Sem that you see first. Zedek is sat in the other armchair, or like Zedek's armchair, and Say are reading a big broadsheet. Say don't even look up as you walk in. You're both here, you're both safe. Cherub goes to say something and Zedek lowers the paper. And before Cherub can talk, he's like, Nia, sit down. Um, I don't think there's probably time. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Nia, sit down. We need to talk. Does Nia just sit down in... Sarah Armchair? I think so. Hmm. What is Nia's armchair like? I imagine ZX is very straight backed and like kept very well. Cherub's is like a little bit comfier, I imagine. Uh, a little bit more faded, worn in. What's Nia's like? I think Nia's is probably part pincushion, part like practice Mm. so not like still very pretty but with like different stitching um like when nia's just been practicing stitching when it's very boring it's nia's whole armchair and embroidery sampler pretty much yes amazing embroidery sampler slash pin cushion (laughs) i like to imagine that every time nia leaves and like someone cleans up, they remove all the pins and they're just on the table in like a little pot next to the armchair now. Yeah. We read your letter. Very amusing. It wasn't meant to be funny. You. A radical. I would have found it very funny and unbelievable if two days later we didn't have a visit from one of the Nim shifts themselves. Uh, are, are you okay? One of their enforcers came to our house near after you. They told us everything about what you have been doing. Why are you doing this to us? To you. What is it? Yes, what kind of rebellion is this? What have we done to you that has caused you to act out this way? This isn't about you. Then what? Robbing the ministry? Blowing up factories? What do you think you're playing at? 
We have worked so hard to give you the best possible life in the city and what? You know, I just came from a house where we went to go and check on someone else's parents. And they ran over and hugged and actually cared about each other. And when the people came knocking on their door, because that did happen there too, they cared. We do care for you, Nia. I'm sorry that we don't show that with cheap affection. We have backed you every step of your life and provided for you so that you can have a better life than even we had. But at what cost? I think Zedek just sighs and looks at you and goes, It is not about your feelings. There is so much more on the line now, and the time for your childish petulance and your outbursts is over. It's also not about you. I'm the one being childish here. You're worried about this this life when we've got like I literally literally just fought an envoy literally did that earlier today this is not about this life or my childish outbursts Zedek just stands up I cannot deal with Sam I cannot deal with say lies and just leans on an armchair and you see them grip the back of it with their hands and like the fluorescence under their skin just kind of like lights up for a moment. They gave us an ultimatum. You go to that Nimshif, Altara, and you tell her everything that you have done. You tell her everything about your friends or all of us will be arrested. They will burn everything down that we have built. They will shame our family name. I don't care, Nia. I don't care what this is about. You're messing in things more powerful than yourself. And Zedek walks out the room. This is true. Cherub nods. I'm not lying. I know. But I think you need to admit that whatever this was, it needs to stop now. Because if you keep doing what they're doing, Altara wasn't lying either. She will bring down ruin on all of us. We can arrange a meeting with her. You should go and you should tell her what you know. I mean, she's not going to like what I have to say about their fake Oaken and how the real Oaken's nothing like what they said. Actually, a complete ass, but I guess that was kind of expected. Or like that, I know that they're trying to do a remnant, and so does many. Like this, it's it's not secret anymore. I'm trying to imagine whether or not Cherub has a similar ability to you to like read truths and untruth. Whether it's as powerful or not, I don't know. I kind of thought say would. Say may not have developed it as much, mm. but it's why one of the reasons why Sarah's so good at what say do. Yeah. And it may be that say don't recognize it if we want to go that way. Yeah. Just it's more like hunches. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter what the truth is. I thought you'd understand that by now. All she wants are the names of the people you're working with and where to find them. Does that have to be true then? Yes. Do not risk us. But why? Then I have to risk them. We are your family, Nia. And if it's not just us, they will pull you up to Mork's mantle. They will wrap a noose around your neck and they will hang you. Do you not understand what's at stake? Probably not. But... I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for you to get mixed up in this. Say not. I thought all of this would protect you instead of the opposite. Then you don't know how this city works. You're a mess. Go and clean yourself up. Okay. Have a think about what to do next. There are some fresh clothes laid out on your bed. Before I go, could we try a hug? Would that be okay? I think Cherub stands up and opens her arms, and I imagine you have what is the most awkward hug yep. in existence. If you didn't say <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> Worst hug ever. Yeah, this isn't what the other hug looks like, but thanks. I'll go get cleaned up. Cherub nods. 